0: is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Wells Tech everybody. This is episode 710, 710 and recording on October 10th, 2023. My name is Martin Sprigs and this is a show about technology and ministry and where those two intersect. And I'm actually in the intersection of I'm not even sure what streets we're on. Wheeler, and Cross. Wheeler and Cross <laughs> in uh, North Mankato, Minnesota and those of you that are viewing at home Probably can guess that Sally and I are in the actual same room, same space, same time. This is not the magic of anything. I drove out to Minnesota, and I'm sitting right next to Sally Draper. How are you, Sally? I
1: am awesome. Happy to have you here. Very, very uh, privileged that you made a trip this direction, and that we get a few minutes to sit around the microphone together. It is,
0: and we're sitting in Sally's uh, living room, mm-hmm. and. And uh, the last time we did this, I think we were in the same spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? So yep. This must be the background. But I'm in town visit the good folks at Martin Luther College. I try and get out here at least once a year and meet with them. Met with the technology advisory committee this afternoon, and I'll meet with uh, some other folks tomorrow and get lunch with uh, Bob Martin's and the crew. So I always look forward to that, and then good. drive back tonight. So, how are you?
1: I'm good. I um. I'm happy that we have this chance to sit down together. Uh, it's been a crazy year and, mm-hmm. and it's only getting better and better as I go. So I dressed up for you cause it's, it's really fall here in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but the you, cold weather has arrived. You've got
0: sun here. I left uh cloudy skies in, in Wisconsin. So, but it was a nice drive over. I was surprised that the colors were not out, out as much as I thought they would be maybe a little bit more in this area than they were in Wisconsin, but uh it's, it is, it's one of my favorite times of year.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so. very nice when that temperature finally takes a little bit of a drop.
0: Right. It means camping <laughs> season is over, unfortunately, but yeah, that'll come back too. Trade-offs. So, yep. Sally, <laughs> uh, so, one thing that um, I struggle with on a fairly regular basis, and that's kind of what led us to our show topic today, is trying to find the magic um, to do system. We both have a lot to do, and we need to track those activities. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've got some pretty rigorous requirements for my to-do system, and I really haven't found one yet <laughs> that that I can say, yeah, this is the one. So I thought we'd maybe have a show on it. Ask you what you do. Talk through my journey. Uh, this comes up usually anytime I talk about productivity with anybody. You know, that's kind of a. a That along with the calendar, really important piece. And supposedly technology can help us with that. Yeah, Um,
1: And I got all kinds of technology, watches and phones and everything. Everything
0: wants to tell you what to do. Right.
1: right? Even those uh, (laughs) special personal assistants that are always listening. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I thought maybe we'd maybe approach it a little bit more methodically. Talk about what it should do what it shouldn't do. Some of the digital solutions, maybe some of the analog ways we've tried to attack a to-do system. And then uh, I don't know, that we'll come to a conclusion, but I think it'll start a conversation. And I know a lot of our listeners uh, try different things as well. And um, so that'll be good too, as well. So I thought that'd be a good topic when we're together, we can uh, look each other Eye to eye and say my system system's better than yours yeah, for these well, reasons. Go ahead and say that. <laughs> we should have planned like uh, an ebook versus you know paper oh, book conversation. That would have been a better knockdown drag out. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, we're both
1: wearing watches. We can at least say we agree on that. Exactly.
0: So let's talk first, Sally, maybe about the key requirements that we look for, or each of us looks looks for in a to-do kind of system, a system that will manage tasks. And at the top of my list is always, it has to be easy to enter Uh, stuff. It can't stand in the way of me writing something down or getting something into the system. So there can't be any friction. It's got to be with me. It's got to be easy to jot down because sometimes, many times, the task that you're jotting down is in the midst of a meeting or a conversation or you know, you're at, a, you're at a point where you can't drop everything, get to your computer even
1: mm-hmm. and, and
0: write that down. So that would be number one for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I probably would agree. I usually, you know, just thinking about as things come in that I need attention to, I find one place to write it and I almost always have my phone with me. So that kind of, it kind of has to fit well with my, my phone and some app or something that I have there.
0: Yep. That was on my list too. Multiple platforms needs to go. be where I am. So it can't be just a computer thing because that's not always open in front of me. Uh, so it needs to be on the phone or on my person, you know, mm-hmm. at, at some point in, in some mm-hmm. way. So that'd be another requirement. One thing that uh, kind of drove me away from a couple things that I've tried recently is um, it needs to have a good reminder system. So it needs to be able to be set. So it prompts me at the appropriate time. Mm -hmm. So I teach a, a, an online class for high schoolers and I just came back from a conference and I had to tell myself it's important for me to remember to open up this week's class for them. It's an, it's a Moodle course. It's an online course. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I get an email from one of my students a day later saying, Hey, professor, I can't see the course. And my reminder system, to, through no fault of its own, didn't remind me because I didn't set it up right. Wow. Um, so I need to be told at the appropriate time that things need to happen in a, at a particular time in a particular order. So it uh, needs to have a good reminder tool. So one thing that it also needs to do is allow recurring reminders. So there's some things that we all do day, uh, week after week or month after month, whether that's change the furnace filter or take out the trash or open up a you know the the next week's course or whatever it is some things that we do on a regular basis that we need just needs to be in the system so that we don't have to try and remember it ourselves.
1: Very true. And um that could get really redundant if you have to always have to put those in each time. So knowing that you've put it somewhere safe mm-hmm. and that it's going to remember those things for you is very important. Yep. Um, I see your next point, Martin, because I'm I'm doing the cheat notes here, <laughs> but I totally agree with you on this one. So I'm going to jump in here and say, um, having some connection to email, and I'm not sure exactly what you mean by what, the notes you have here, but um, I like to be able to take my email and turn it into something yep. in a digital format, keep it in that digital format, get it in the right place so I get the the to-do item yep. on my list.
0: Yeah, because that's exactly what I meant there. Because a lot of times a task comes out of it starts with an email mm-hmm. and you always want to be able to reference that original email because oftentimes it'll have appropriate attachments to mm-hmm. complete the task and sometimes you just need kind of the history because that threaded discussion sometimes that's in an email is really vital to completing that task mm-hmm. so yeah and some are better at that than others there are uh Usually within ecosystems, it works pretty well. So I spent a lot of my time in Outlook. And one of the tools that I use for to-dos, at least recently, is Microsoft mm-hmm. to-dos. And that's a uh, a very integrated way. You just click a button and voila, it pops over there with the attachment, with all the text. And then if I want to pull up the original email, it lets you do that too. Gmail and Google Tasks kind of do mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Um Sometimes it's a little bit harder to wedge in there. Um, like for Trello, both you and I use Trello for task management as well. And you kind of have to work with plugins that work with Outlook that'll send it over. Or Trello allows for emails mm-hmm. to be sent into your system as well. So, mm-hmm. and it uses the, it, it includes the attachment,
1: that kind of stuff.
0: So mm-hmm. it's not always as integrated as you, as you like.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned, um- Gmail and tasks, because I I went to the calendar just the other day and it said, your calendar activities are now going to be tasks or something to that effect. They just made a change like this week Mm -hmm. with how they're handling tasks or, or naming things tasks that we've been doing all along.
0: Exactly. Yep. I I think they're finally figuring out that that's something everybody does and it needs to be (laughs) super simple uh, on, on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last thing that's on my must-have list for a to-do system or a task management system is it needs to integrate nicely with the calendar. So if there are tasks that are timed tasks or things that need to be done at a particular time, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that those are connected in some way to your calendar. So when you look at your calendar, you don't have to remind yourself, hey, I got to look at my task list too. It's already there. I do this at nine o'clock or Um, you know, there's, it's just kind of a nicely packaged deal. So, and calendars are that hardscape of your life. They are the must do's. This is my Mm -hmm. playbook for the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be careful what you put on there. It's not just your wish list, but it's, yeah, if it's on there at nine o'clock, that's what you want to be doing at nine o'clock. And some tasks are like that. So.
1: Very good. So I, I think the big question is, do you have any experience with these to-do lists and do you have a recommendation?
0: I have experience with almost all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. You're the right person to, to make degrees a recommendation.
0: Of, of so let's run down the kind of the, the best of. Uh, most people, if they've been into digital task management at all, will remember hearing about these or trying them. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty easy to get into. I mean, they're not they're not difficult and most of them are not, costly if mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any cost at all um, So one of the ones that we've already talked about is Trello um, and one thing that I really like about Trello is that you can throw almost anything on a Trello card. It can be done uh, to hold attachments you can have checklists, you can have uh, assignments you can I mean basically a Trello card can, hold it all um mm-hmm. and it can be related to another one they're just really multi-purpose kinds of, of things you think of it like the old index card or the post it note or whatever so trello is super powerful tool and both you and I live in it on a pretty regular basis mm-hmm. um and it it's a very powerful thing so
1: For sure. trello Versatile. would you
0: know we've planned our camping trips with it um mm-hmm. it's easy to share that kind of stuff so uh, we like it My
1: Christmas shopping list is in there. Yep. <laughs> For yep. many years, actually, I can go back and see what I've I purchased previous years and right. stuff. So.
0: Uh, I mentioned Microsoft To-Do, which I'm going to come back to in my picks section. Mm, uh, that's where I'm at today. Bit. Yep. Okay. Um, since we're talking about Microsoft tools, OneNote is, uh, can be used as a task management system uh, that doesn't have reminders, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you can easily put Tasks in there, and it integrates with Outlook since it's in that Microsoft family. Evernote is kind of a, competitor. Uh, another competitor sure. that, that you can have tasks in. Um, Google Tasks we talked about a couple that we haven't. Uh, Any dot do is one. Um, Todoist those are kind of in that same genre, really kind of dedicated task management tools. Uh, for those on the in the Mac side, OmniFocus. Mac only, uh, things is uh Mac only or a iOS only. Um, so those are for the Mac enthusiasts. One that I keep running across a lot lately is called tick tick. Hmm. Um, it's become real popular in the last you know year or so. I have not tried that one, but I hear a lot of good things about it. And one from ages ago, remember the milk, uh, that's still around. I looked it up. Um, so <laughs> Very available good. so those are kind of the big hitters on the digital options one but on the analog side there are definitely diff- definitely people who fall into that camp as well they're they're just not into the yeah, i need to get this in my my phone or my computer just like plain old paper one 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 that we've talked about a lot is bullet journaling
1: yeah definitely Big group of people behind the bullet journal movement. I think they just celebrated like their 10 year anniversary or something. So um, it's been around for a little while and there's many variations to it. And I've done it um, for several years. I use bullet journal concepts. I I definitely am more of a paper person than a digital person, but um, I've fallen away from that track as well. And I think my biggest challenge is um, coordinating work and home. And You know, home things come up while I'm at work and and just having kind of two sides to things is kind of hard with a bullet journal. It's more of an all in kind of thing. And that just didn't fit well with work and home.
0: Yep. Yep. Day planners, another one day timers, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all kinds of systems out there. You go to your bookstore, Mm -hmm. you know, these days and you can, you can find all that stuff too. Maybe one thing that we should talk about is that mix of work and personal life um how do you you kind of alluded to it before do you maintain those in the same system or are those just two two totally separate things for you
1: Yes. And yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have calendars everywhere. And um, one of my biggest challenges with work and personal being a person that works full-time remote from home is that my home office is upstairs and my personal workspace is downstairs. Mm-hmm. So physically they're a distance away. And when you have challenges like me with walking and things, it's even more of a distance. And so right. um, I, I do have a calendar that's my downstairs calendar. That's my home calendar calendar um kind of a paper thing and um and then upstairs i use a separate one so that's okay. kind of how i separate mine in paper in two different places
0: yep. so i've tried so many different ways with this and ultimately i kind of approach the same thing as calendar and tasks it really kind of needs to be a one place thing mm-hmm. i can't we talked about it being easy to use and kind of friction free and the minute i have to think It goes on this versus that versus that, (laughs) right? That's a barrier. So to just get it in there, I'll sort it out later. I'll tag it somehow. I'll put it under a personal list versus, you know, a work list or a teaching list or whatever it is. I can deal with that later. I just need to get it in there. Uh, But it needs to be that one place. I can't be thinking, "Ah, is it this tool? Is it that tool? Is it this Mm -hmm. directory? Is it that directory? Mm -hmm. I don't have time to organize when I'm trying to get that task done. So. Makes sense.
1: Um, Valid argument.
0: There are hybrid options, what I would call hybrid options. And this is with the advent of uh, things like the Apple Pencil and the iPad, where you can write, uh, you can use kind of a pen and paper approach Mm -hmm. in and also in a digital world. Um, And I've tried that too. There are lots of cool PDF type templates, you Mm -hmm. know, for bullet journals or for other kinds of planners that you can plug into these, you know, iPads or tablets and, and write in and and create in. And those are intriguing too. And I've tried, tried those and those have some staying power because you're still, they say there's something therapeutic about, you know, still writing things down versus typing, Mm -hmm. uh, especially taking notes. But I would think in, 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 in all respects, uh, so you're kind of combining the best of both worlds too, especially if you can search it.
1: Yeah. Searchability um, and just shareability. Once you have it digital and stuff, I, I've always taken notes during sermons. That's one of my things. And um, when my son started going off to college, I wanted to send them sermon notes and things, especially when it wasn't so easy for them to get into church or whatever. And so I went the whole digital iPad, good notes route and I really enjoyed it. It worked really well for me, but, um, I just don't have a need for that kind of sharing at this point. So I carry a little small notebook in my purse and my pen and paper, you know, come out during the sermon now. So yeah, maybe you guys heard that we happen to have the world's loudest Mustang across the street.
0: I thought that was pipes or something. No, it wasn't in the
1: house. It's a car. Okay. (laughs) It scares me every time.
0: Um, One last item that we should maybe address in this conversation about to do and task management is how we use them, how we interact with them. And what I mean by that is where does it fit in our lives? And I think for me, it's one of the first things that I do during the workday is I look at my task list. Well, I look at the calendar, so I know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But then I look at my task list to see where am I going to plug these in? Which ones am I going to plug in? How how am I going to prioritize them and where they fit? against each other. Does one have to happen before another? Um does one need to happen before a particular meeting that day? Those kind of things are, are decisions that I that I need to make. And so that happens each day. And then each week um I do kind of a weekly review. So I kind of look at my task list, make sure it's still accurate. Or if there's something that needs to go away or has become less important or not needed, you'll clean that up. Or what more often times than not happens is I'll look at my week, I'll look at the previous meetings during the week, and what came out of those meetings might suggest other tasks that aren't, mm-hmm. that aren't in the system. I'm not always as diligent as I'd like to be right after the meeting to note the tasks, but if I've taken decent notes... Um, then I can go back at the end of the week, which is when I do the, the weekly review and say, oh, that came out of that meeting that needs to get on this list.
1: You know, you said something there. If I take decent notes, I am a writer, but I always look back at those notes and go, what were we saying mm-hmm. when I wrote this down? I really struggle to always capture exactly. I like to take notes in the moment, but mm-hmm. it's challenging Yep, for sure.
0: Um, the last thing maybe that comes to my mind in this whole you know, task management discussion is the, what I call the waiting for category. Sometimes there are things, there are tasks that are sitting there that you can't accomplish because you are waiting for something else to be done, usually by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to respond to an email or respond to a voicemail or get you a document Mm -hmm. or do a, you know, a, another task that Yeah, it is dependent. That your task is dependent on. So that's something that you want to track, or at least I try and track in my task management system too. What am I waiting on? Where is this task? Is it in a waiting for status, or is it on me to? And somebody else maybe is waiting on me to complete that task. So I find that kind of a game changer as far as you know how I interact with other people and how I. Look at a task. Is this something I can be doing right now, or am I waiting on somebody else to do something?
1: Okay. Well, Wealth Tech World wants to hear how it's going. I'm going to work hard to catch up with you a little, but I do many of those things. I you think do. Over the years, we've You have to, about or you it. can't work, right? Right. And um, definitely the review at the end of the week, and I always look forward as well. So mine is kind of review the week and look forward mm-hmm. at the same time, prepare for the next week, get my paper appointments down and things like that. So, yep. um, but yeah, piecing it all together and making it work smoothly is, is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: So if, uh, you all have a thought mm-hmm. on task management and to-do lists and you've found something that uh, really works for you, we'd love to hear about that. So definitely. let us know, go to wellstech.wells.net and, uh, Put a, put a note down there for us. Leave us a voicemail or email us, wellstech at wells.net. All right, Sally, let's move on to our ministry resources this week. What have well, we got?
1: I thought it was time to look ahead a bit to some of the big things that are on the calendar for next summer. So we've made it through 2023 in the big conference time period. Um, and now maybe just to mark on your calendars and uh, wet your appetite for some of the events coming up next summer. So starting um, at the end of June, uh, the youth rally is going to be held out at Colorado State University in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's been a while since they've been out to Colorado um, for the youth rally. And it's going to be June 25th through 28th. And um definitely if you're in that mode of supporting youth in your congregation and things, you need to be thinking about this and and beginning to make plans. And there's information online. All these things I'll have links in the show notes too, so you can get more information.
0: Beautiful part of the country it was yeah. just there this summer and uh, it's worth the trip. And if you want a chaperone, that's probably a good, uh, <laughs> a, fun one a good one to, to in, do it for. for yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. Our son, um, did a summer stint in Fort Collins for a couple of years during his years at MLC and we made it out there as well. Really pretty. Um, that same week, Ju- June 27th through 30th, that's always the LWMS conference, our convention week. And this year's convention, I believe it'll be their 61st is going to be held in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So another beautiful place Um, and definitely a pretty mm -hmm. place. So um, if you need to be at that event and learn all about Wells missions and ways to support our missionaries, both home missions and world missions, um, mark your calendars June 27th through 30th. Um, Speaking of LWMS and women's events, there's also a different women's event. Women's ministry um, convention or conference is coming up at the end of July, July 28th through 30th. And this time they're not going to be at Luther Prep, which has been their location for the last few. Apparently it's growing and more and more women are becoming involved in attending the event. So they have moved to Ingleside in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And so again, July 28th through 30th, Women's Ministry Conference. And following that immediately, starting on July 30th through August 2nd, would be the National Worship Conference. And for those involved in worship and music, this is the crowning event, I think, that everybody talks about, and um, I think they set it up this way that you could come for women's ministry and go right down the street to Carthage College in Kenosha, Wisconsin, still right there in the Milwaukee area, um, and attend the national worship conference. And yeah, we have a visitor to Wells Tech. My cat wants to get in on the on the <laughs> podcast, apparently. So, anyway, four great events next summer: youth rally, LWMs, women's ministry. And national worship conference all coming up next summer. And check out Wells Tech for links to information.
0: All within about five weeks of each other. Yeah, so, a busy impact. summer. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to our picks of the week.
1: And now it's my time to share my screen. So give me just a second to click the magic buttons, and I will tell you that my pick of the week is an Amazon purchase I made, and um, interestingly. Um, as I went through different health things, I found that I needed a seat cushion. And when I went into rehab and stuff, um, they put me on a seat cushion called a Roho. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Martin, but um, inside the Roho are these tall, um, really heavy plastic, um, a whole bunch of them, like a hundred of these tall skinny plastic things that fill up with air okay. so it's an air cushion basically and what's cool about it is it shifts around as your body moves okay. and stop to move the air around to Change support pressure
0: you. points yeah.
1: exactly and so um, if you have challenges with uh sitting in your chair all day doing technology i've found that these same types of cushions can help you and the one i bought wasn't a rojo they're like 500 dollars for what wow. i used in the hospital <laughs> i was really surprised it was really comfortable mm-hmm. um but i did find one made by purple, which is the company that makes mattresses, mattresses yeah. and, um, they have this purple ultimate and it is a very good seat cushion. I've been sitting on it for probably about five or six months now. And it, um, again, contours to your body and has a nice cover over it. And I kind of take it with me as I go, cause it is really, really comfortable and flexible and, um, I, I guess I'm like the princess and the pea now. I have to have a special thing to sit on, but yeah. I give it, I give it high ratings. I've been using it for months and um, no degradation in it or anything okay. like that. So I'm really pleased with it and it makes my That's Sally
0: tested. Yeah, yeah,
1: makes my computer work very comfortable. It
0: says designed for gaming, which I guess makes sense, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, they do sit in those quite a bit. Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs>
0: okay. Very good. Nice. And this you said you said that you mentioned the price.
1: Um, it says 119. I think that's a sale. Normally 150. I think I paid the 150 for it. Okay. It was worth it. And I continue to use it.
0: Good. Good. Mm Good. I've got one too. I don't use it all the time. I've got an X chair. I bought that during the pandemic. It was kind of a treat to myself. But before that, when I had kind of a regular old office chair, I had one of those cushions. It wasn't this, uh, but it but it certainly helps.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does when you're sitting there all day.
0: All right. My pick of the week, which I already kind of tipped my hat on, was uh, Microsoft To-Do. This used to be Wunderlist. Microsoft bought them and kind of uh, melded it into their other products. And that's one of the reasons I like it. Uh, Works seamlessly with Outlook, uh, with my calendar. We are a Microsoft shop at the Center for Mission and Ministry. So, Makes sense to use a Microsoft tool, and it checks almost all the boxes, so to speak, of you know the requirements that we just went through earlier in the show. It's fairly simple to use. It doesn't get too much in the way that I use Trello a lot, of course, but I don't use it as my primary task list for for certainly for personal, but even for individual tasks that I have uh, in my work life because it's 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 not um, it's too complicated. Um, There's too many things, there's too many buttons, there's too many taps to get to just entering a task. Mm -hmm. And that's where Microsoft To Do makes it super easy. You can have it right alongside your your inbox, you can throw emails into it, Uh, you can attach them to calendar events, those kinds of things, and I think that's what's appealing to me. And it is free. Uh, So if you have a Microsoft account, um, and if you want things stored in the cloud. Multi-platform works great on on iPhones, Android phones, tablets, PCs, Macs. They all have. There's always an app there and a web a web version as well. So, very nice. Uh, simply designed and just just kind of works. So that's uh, that's my pick of the week. Right, Sally. Should we close things up with community news and feedback?
1: Definitely. Um, one thing that I do is I follow uh, my friend Matt Miller from Ditch That Textbook, and he sends out a daily, I believe, email. I don't know. If it's, I'll have to check that, but his emails are always great. And one thing he mentioned recently was he did a kind of a webinar format of the future of classwork with AI. Fits right into our AI discussion we're having with um, Rachel and Jason and our EdTech shows. And it's actually set up on the Swivel website. And Swivel rang a bell with you, Martin, (laughs) because Swivel's kind of a hardware type solution to doing uh, camera angles and things like that, focusing on the speaker and that kind of thing. Apparently they're branching out and doing all kinds of interesting things. Um, But they do have it set up like course format and they do a little bit of introduction to swivel and things like that as, as part of it. but Matt's um, webinar recording is out here. It's out here for free and he actually shares and I'll share the link in the show notes, his slide deck as well, which interestingly was done in Canva. Uh So, um, so yeah, if you're interested in a little bit more about AI um, in the interim, when we're not discussing it on Wells tech, you can dive into some of Matt's resources as well and see his full slide deck. You might want to make use of his slides and, um, give others in your faculty or whatever, some introduction to it. So um, it's not super deep stuff. And um, I think it's a, a good introduction. Good I, did, I did watch yeah. the webinar and okay. he's a great presenter. So yeah, good stuff. Excellent.
0: As I mentioned, if you'd like to contribute to the show, uh, point us in the direction of topics uh, people to interview, uh, or if you have thoughts on anything we've talked about in the show, please contribute that. Uh, go to mm-hmm. wellstech.wells.net. Uh, join us on our social connections, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. Uh, we you have X. X, right? <laughs> um, can't get used to that. Um, mm-hmm. We have a Google group, very active one. So mm-hmm. take advantage of all those resources and we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. All right. So we're going to do this again in a few weeks. And uh, one topic that I think both of us have kind of been interested in and dabbled in over the years is automation software we've talked about if that's if this then that ifttt mm-hmm. uh, but there are all kinds of other opportunities I think to to connect the dots and some of the apps that we use we use a lot of web apps and there's a lot of tools that can make things work better together uh, we talked about getting, emails from uh, Outlook into Trello. thats mm-hmm. That can happen through some of these automation tools. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to the discussion. I have a current dilemma where I'm kind of trying to wrangle the communion helpers in our congregation and make sure all the slots are covered for that and get backups and things like that. And I'd love mm-hmm. to send them reminder emails. Uh, so yes. um, hopefully we're going to come up with solutions that'll do that very thing.
0: Okay. So tune in next time for that. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.